On this episode of JP Sports Talk, we had a potential finals preview in the National Basketball Association. The Bucks taking down the Lakers on Thursday night. But I'll tell you why. Don't look too much into the result when it comes to June if these two teams see each other during that time of year. We'll also break down week 15, excuse me, week 16 of the NFL season. We have three Saturday games, nice and juicy slate. A lot of playoff implications. We'll get into all of them, and I have a big slate of best bets of the NFL week. We'll also do a little bit of soccer talk as I'll break down the knockout stage, round of 16 draw for the UEFA Champions League, the European Championship. We'll get into all that and more on this episode of JP Sports Talk, and it all starts right now. Welcome to this edition of JP Sports Talk. It is Saturday, December 21st. We're about an hour away from the start of week 16. No Thursday night game. Definitely threw all of us in a bit of a blunder. But now we have three Saturday games to look forward to. Texans and Bucks starting up in just about an hour. I can't wait for it. On a little bit of a personal note, I'm in two fantasy football championship games, humble brag. I should have two players ready to go in this upcoming game, but Mike Evans decided to, uh, you know, destroy his leg by pulling his hamstring so bad that he can't even walk anymore. So I'm just relying on Deshaun Watson here at 1 o'clock. But that's beside the point. Nobody cares about my fantasy football team. Let's get into the good stuff right here on Saturday, December 21st. And let's start with a little bit of basketball talk. We've we've tended to avoid that a little bit in the beginning of this podcast, especially since the NFL season is so prevalent, so dominant in the United States of America when they are in season. But we're finally starting to turn a corner when the NBA gets that bump again, when the NFL playoffs start to begin, when basketball starts to gain some momentum it's usually around Christmas time and that's where we are we are four days away from Christmas so it's time to really start getting into things and we saw a potential NBA finals matchup if everything held true to where we currently are we would see the Los Angeles Lakers taking on the Milwaukee Bucks for an opportunity to raise the Larry O'Brien trophy and on Thursday night they took each other on in Milwaukee and the Bucks with a pretty convincing dominating 111-104 victory. I know the score doesn't really indicate that, but the Bucks were up big at halftime. Giannis was unbelievable. He had a terrific game. Triple double esque. He was right on the border of that. Uh, I don't think he necessarily got it. I think he was a couple assists shy, but that's beside the point. They were unbelievable. The Bucks looked great. 42 second quarter points. They dominated the beginning of that game. And the Lakers, they couldn't really get themselves back into it. 
LeBron James had a very subpar performance, 8 of 19 shooting. He had five fouls. He's only fouled out of one game in his entire career. It was not a signature LeBron James performance. And with that being said, that's why all of these people, everyone who wants to have the hot take saying, oh, the Bucks are going to run the association now. Lakers, you are now on watch. Don't make anything of that. There's no reason to consider that. You know who the Lakers are. You know who LeBron James is. He plays the best when the lights are the brightest. When we enter the months of May and June, that is when LeBron James enters a different level. Not to say he hasn't been playing on an MVP level all year. I mean, he is certainly in the conversation along with the kid on the other side, Giannis, who overmatched him in this game. But he wasn't up for this game like Giannis was. Giannis, as a young 25-year-old, saw this game as a playoff-type atmosphere. He took everything he could to win this game. He put it all out there. LeBron James didn't necessarily do that. He's in it for the long game. He is smart enough to scout during these games. He knows that they could very well see them in June. And he took all of that into account when he took the floor on Thursday night. So anyone who wants to say this game means a lot, the Bucks are now the favorite to win the NBA championship, this, that, and the other thing. You remember what Giannis did in the playoffs last season? You remember when Kawhi Leonard locked him up? up I mean yeah he was 24 last year he was he's gonna be 25 this year he won the MVP last year he might win it again this year like don't take this into consideration when he gets matched up against the big boys the LeBron Jameses of the world in the NBA postseason he's gonna be overmatched he's gonna be outstarred and I don't know if he can carry this team like he did on Thursday night when it comes to June basketball. He's never been in that situation. Maybe he should have last year. Well, you got to take down the team that won that NBA championship, Kawhi Leonard and the Toronto Raptors, and he didn't bother to show up. So I'm not thinking anything of this. I don't think anyone should take anything from this. I believe that the Lakers... When push comes to shove in the NBA postseason, in the NBA Finals, if they see this Milwaukee Bucks team, oh, they'll be up and ready. And it is going to be a terrifying sight for the Milwaukee Bucks. All right, let's get into some football as we always do. Week 16 slate. We have three juicy Saturday games coming up just shortly. We'll go through all of them, all of them have their own playoff implications, starting with the Texans and the Buccaneers. The Texans, after a gritty win against the Titans last week, have the opportunity to clinch the AFC South with a win over Tampa. Jameis Winston reports coming out that the Bucs do intend to keep him as their quarterback for the 2020 season, whether that's a franchise tag or an extension, who really knows, but that's the rumor. I think the Texans are up for this game. 
The Bucks are playing to be over 500 this year, which is a you know very confusing thing because I feel like we just know the Bucks as Jameis Winston's team, and you could argue whether he's having a good season or a terrible season. This team's winning games, and 500 just feels ripe for them. But I think the Texans have so much more to play for. I think they come out, dominate this game. I think Deshaun Watson has an incredible game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. And I'll get to my bet for this game at the end of this segment in uh, Best Bets, obviously. Excuse me, uh, the end of this podcast. But I think the Houston Texans are going to be ready to rumble and they will clinch an AFC South title in Tampa Bay later today. Now let's go on to what I think is the best game of this Saturday slate, and that is the Bills at the Patriots. These two teams played earlier in the year. The Patriots won by six in Buffalo. Do we really believe that the Patriots are this good? I mean, think about it. The Patriots have to beat the Bills and the Dolphins to be the two seed in the AFC. It just feels wrong. This team is not the second best team in the AFC. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. And I don't even know if they're the third best team in the AFC. They're not necessarily good. Their offense is putrid. It's repug. But we still want to believe that they're a Super Bowl caliber team. That's just the essence of Tom Brady and everything he brings to the table and Bill Belichick and the history, excuse me, the recent history of these New England Patriots. I I don't think that they're a Super Bowl caliber team. This is going to be a playoff atmosphere game. The Bills are coming off of one of their biggest wins in their recent history. Their first Sunday night game in a decade. On the road, they beat the Steelers who were pushing for a playoff spot. They clinch the AFC wild card at least, and could still push for the division if they win this game. And I have an upset special. I think the Buffalo Bills are going to go to Gillette after Tom Brady lost his first game there in over 20 tries. And they are going to beat the New England Patriots finally and prove that they are legit and show New England that they're not as good as everyone wants to believe that they are. Bills Mafia. Heard about it? Oh yeah, baby. Now let's get to the Saturday night game. The Niners taking on the Rams. The Rams still believe they have a shot at the playoffs. While mathematically that's true, I think they're cooked. They got dominated by the Cowboys last week. And the Niners, even at 11-3, and three, Still have to push and shove to win this division. They have to win this game, and then they have to go to Seattle and beat them next week. I still believe that the Niners are the best team in the NFC. I think they're going to show up for this game. And you have to believe the Rams are going to put up a fight, but I think they are just overmatched by this defense. The front four for the 49ers is very unfair. Uh, Todd Gurley's not going to be able to get anything going. And we know what happens when Jared Goff is under pressure. So I love, love, love the Niners in this spot. And I love them to take home the NFC West and the number one seed 
in the NFC playoff picture when all is said and done. Now let's go over a couple other huge playoff-esque games, things that matter in Week 16 going into Sunday and Monday. Obviously, there's the NFC East poop show, the ope of the season we've declared between the Cowboys and the Eagles, that game in Philly. Dak Prescott injured all week. Today's the first day he's going to throw for the week, but he was not on the Cowboys injury report as of yesterday. So we're assuming he plays, and I think the Eagles are not good at all. I mean, the Cowboys aren't necessarily good either, but they have talent. Ezekiel Elliott is a problem. Amari Cooper, when he gets going, is a problem. Who is Carson Wentz throwing the ball to? Zach Ertz? Yeah, okay, he's great. Miles Sanders, a rookie running back, little undersized. Dallas Goddard? Greg Ward? Who are these people? So I just can't see the Eagles, even at home, after barely beating the Giants in overtime after having to come back and beat the Washington Redskins last week. I don't see them taking down a far superiorly talented Dallas Cowboys team, and I just can't see them in the playoffs. I know we're only two years removed from them hoisting the Lombardi Trophy, but I just do not see that happening even an opportunity when they're playing into 2020 before next year's regular season. Talk about the Monday night game a little bit. We'll get more into it later, but the Packers going to Minnesota, taking on the Vikings. The Vikings still have a very realistic opportunity to win this division. Uh, They sit at nine and four, excuse me, 10 and four. The Packers at 11 and three. This game in Minnesota, I think they are rolling. I've said a lot of bad things about Kirk Cousins on this podcast. And I'm either going to be considered right in the long term and wrong in what I'm going to give in my short-term analysis or he's going to surprise me. I think he's going to have a hell of a game. I think he's going to light up the Packers. The Packers were... One lateral away from losing to the Bears last week. And I think the Vikings are on a roll right now. No one can stop this offense with or without Dalvin Cook. I feel great about the Vikings in this spot. I think they are going to do their part to run the table. And if they beat Green Bay this week, and then Green Bay loses next week, the Vikings will have an opportunity not only for a home playoff game, but maybe even a bye? How's that possible? But it's very possible. The Vikings could either miss the playoffs or be the number one seed. The NFC is so loaded up top that anything could happen. I think the Vikings punched their ticket to the playoffs Monday night. And I also believe they have a very realistic shot to win that division over the Green Bay Packers who have not been playing good football at all as of late. All right, let's do a little bit of talking soccer now. I know we don't have a huge soccer audience, but I'm a big soccer fan. A lot of my friends up at Syracuse University are big soccer fans. The Champions League draw for the round of 16 was on Monday, meaning 16 
teams from the European leagues for, I believe this is the first time ever that every team that has made the knockout stage is from Europe's top five leagues being League One, Serie A, Bundesliga, La Liga, and the Premier League. And here's a rundown of the games. Dortmund PSG is going to be a hell of a game. Two of the best young stars in the game. Jadon Sancho against Kylian Mbappe. Napoli versus Barcelona. Tottenham versus uh, Leipzig. I don't know if I pronounced that right. I'm very sure I did, though. Uh, Leon Juventus. Chelsea Byron. Atletico Liverpool is going to be a hell of a game. Real Madrid Man City. Atalanta Valencia. Now, I'll give an upset pick. For anyone in the betting realm that wants to, you know, see a good underdog and take it, the two co-favorites to win the whole thing right now are Liverpool and Manchester City. I like the chances of Chelsea taking down Bayern Munich. Chelsea is a very young team with a very young coach. But they're starting to play better as of late. Christian Pulisic, ever since he's been inserted into the starting lineup, that's a name you might know if you follow international soccer at all. He's the United States up-and-coming young star who plays for Chelsea in the Premier League. He has lit a fire under this team. Byron, you know, they had a pretty easy road to get to this knockout stage. I give Chelsea a very good chance, and they are going to be a heavy underdog in this matchup. And I also like the chances of Real Madrid against Manchester City. Man City, as I mentioned, one of the co-favorites to win the whole thing. But I think Real has a lot of talent. A lot could be shaken up between now and then when these two teams square off in February. So I think it's worth your while if, if you want to test your luck a little bit. And, you know, pick a good underdog. I like Real against Man City and Chelsea against Bayern Munich. There you go. It's out there. If you, you know, are just a casual better, want to throw something down, test your luck a little bit. Sprinkle. Make it happen. And speaking of bets, it's time to get to my best bets of the week. All NFL games as college football has now entered bowl season. We'll get big into the New Year's six bowl games and the national championship next week but here we go i have a bet for every saturday game and every primetime game texans buccaneers which is coming up in a little bit over 51 deshaun watson james winston a lot of points a lot of throwing i think that this game is going to be a shootout the only reason the texans have a shot in this game is if they could pass the ball well, and I think they're going to, and the Texans are going to have to keep up. It's going to be a hell of a scoring match over 51 points in that game. The Bills up against the Patriots. I have the Bills plus seven. Uh, the real spread six and a half, but obviously you have to buy the hook, make it a football number at plus seven. I love the Bills in this spot. I think they could win outright. But I think plus seven is way too many points. Niners Rams, I like the Niners minus six and a half. Like I said, they still have a division to try to play for. The Rams, all hope is not lost, but basically so. I I just don't see them getting any offense going after they put up an egg 
against the Cowboys last week. Give me the Niners minus six and a half. Going into Sunday, I love the Dolphins plus one at home against the Cincinnati Bengals. Where whatever you get the line, plus one, pick them, minus one. The Dolphins are going to roll in this game. They're better coach, better quarterback. Take the Dolphins in that game. I love the Ravens minus nine. If they win, they lock up home field advantage throughout the playoffs. They're playing a Cleveland Browns team that has quit on their coach, has too many problems. The Browns beat them, handed the Ravens one of their two losses of the year. I think the Ravens are going to try to embarrass them in Cleveland week 16. This might be Lamar Jackson's final game of the regular season. Now let's go to the Cowboys-Eagles game. I love the Cowboys, minus two. I mean, minus three might scare me a little bit, but I think they're going to win this game by a score. However, that score may come. Uh, Give me the Cowboys, minus two. Sunday night, I love the Chiefs, minus six. I got it at minus five earlier in the week. Uh, The Bears are done, cooked. Their playoff chances ended when they didn't lateral one extra time last week. They're not going to be up for this Sunday night game. And if the Patriots lose, the Chiefs can secure second place in the AFC. So they'll be ready for the game. They'll be ready for prime time. I love the Chiefs minus six. And then Monday night, Vikings minus four and a half against the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers has not been playing terrific. And I think Kirk Cousins and the Vikings offense is going to pop against the Green Bay defense that has been struggling in the latter portions of this season. So there you go, my best bets of the weekend. Texans-Bucks over 51, Bills plus 7, Niners minus 6.5, Dolphins plus 1, Ravens minus 9, Cowboys minus 2, Chiefs minus 6, and Vikings minus 4.5. Thank you guys for tuning in. Next week, a very special edition of the show. It's Christmas time The last show before 2020, I will have a very special guest joining me as he has a lot of opinions to get off his chest in the world of sports. It is going to be a podcast you will not want to miss. So be sure to tune in next week. And thank you guys again for listening.